and well versed in the Vedas. He has come with a project which we had in mind, that is to make friends with Sugriva. Please talk to him and find out more details. Lakshmana said, We have come here with the express purpose of making friends with your master. We will be happy to do whatever you say. Hanuman was well pleased with this answer and asked them the reason for their having crossed the fearful forest of Dandaka and come to that lonely region and why they wanted to make friends with Sugriva. Lakshmana told them their lineage as was the custom and also their reason for coming. I am the younger brother of Rama, the eldest son of King Dasharatha of Ayodhya. Rama was banished to the forest for a period of fourteen years. For me, my only god is Rama, and my only religion is complete obedience to his wishes. So I accompanied him. His wife Sita also came with him, but she has been abducted by the Rakshasa king Ravana. We have come to this place, because we have been told that your master Sugriva would be able to help us find her. It is indeed one of the quirks of fate that Rama, who is the refuge of all those in trouble, is now forced to seek the help of another to achieve his purpose. Hanuman listened carefully to the story and said, My master Sugriva has also had his fair share of problems. His wife was abducted by his brother and he is now forced to live the life of an exile on this lonely mountain top. I will take you to him. I am sure he will be able to help you. But these peaks are too steep for you to climb, so I will take you on my shoulders. With these words, Hanuman took the brothers with ease on his back and brought them before Sugriva. Hanuman apprised Sugriva about the way he had met the brothers and why they had come there. He advised him to make friends with them and render all help. Sugriva was most relieved when he heard that they had not come from Vali and did all that he could to make them welcome. Offering his hand to Rama, he said, Come, let us form a bond of friendship between us, which nothing can break. Rama took his offered hand and embraced him happily. In the meantime, Hanuman made a small fire and worshipped it with flowers. Rama and Sugriva went three times round the sacred fire and took an oath that they would remain friends forever. Rama swore to kill Vali and help Sugriva regain his kingdom and Sugriva swore to help Rama regain his wife. Hanuman made a seat of twigs, and the brothers sat on it. Then Sugriva narrated his tale of woe. My brother Vali captured my wife and threw me out of the kingdom. I escaped to this mountain, which is the only place he cannot come, since the rishis have put a curse on him. I pray you to help me get back my wife and my kingdom. Rama was touched by his tale, which resembled his own, and promised all help. Sugriva continued, My minister Hanuman has told me all about you, and I promise that I will help you to regain your wife. One day not long ago, five of us were sitting on the top of this peak when we saw Rakshasa sailing across the sky with a beautiful woman in his arms. She was crying out, O Rama, O Lakshmana, I think it must have been your wife. When she saw us, she tied up something in a cloth, torn from her upper garment, and dropped it to us. We have kept the bundle safe. Here it is. Rama turned pale when he saw the scrap of yellow cloth, which he recognized to be Sita's. He opened the cloth with trembling hands, 
and almost fainted when he saw a few bits of her jewelry. He handed it over to Lakshmana and said, My grief, which I had somehow managed to overcome, has been fanned to flames by the sight of these ornaments belonging to my beloved. Please inspect these and see if they are sitas. My eyes are too blurred to see. Lakshmana said, Brother, I have never looked properly at her face, so I cannot recognize the necklaces. But these are her anklets. I know them well, since I fell at her feet every morning to get her blessings. Dharma started to question Sugriva eagerly about everything he had seen on that day and what he knew about Ravana. Sugriva admitted sadly that he knew nothing at all about Ravana. All he had seen was a beautiful woman in great distress. From her cries he had guessed that she was being abducted, but he assured Rama that they would soon rescue her. Be full of hope and courage. Please do not give way to your grief like this. Sugriva had a very affectionate nature and could not bear to see Rama's distress. A friend considers the grief of his friend as his own, and I cannot bear to see your sorrow. Please rest assured that I will help you to find your wife. Then he recounted to Rama the full details of his own banishment. Vali is my eldest brother and was crowned king by my father. Kishkinda is the name of Vali's fortress. One day an asura called Dundubi, in the shape of a buffalo, came and challenged Vali. Dundubi was one of those who delighted in fights. He had challenged the ocean who ignored him and swept over him with tidal waves so that Dundubi was forced to back off in a hurry. His next target was Himavan, the lord of the Himalayas, who simply froze him with ice and sleet. At last, Dundubi came to Kishkinda and challenged Vali. After a good fight, Vali broke his neck and threw his carcass miles away to this mountain. As it flew through the air, drops of blood fell on the altar of the Rishi Matanga, who was practicing penance here, and he cursed him that his head would break if he ever came here. That is why I have taken shelter here. Mayavi was the son of Dundubi. He came to Kishkinda to take revenge on Vali and challenged him to a fight. Vali and I came out and chased Mayavi, who ran off when he saw the two of us and hid in a cave. Vali followed him and told me to wait outside. I waited for a year and then to my horror I saw blood flowing out of the cave and the roars of the Asura. I was sure that my dear brother was dead. I took a large stone and closed the mouth of the cave, since I was afraid the Asura would come out and kill me too. Sadly, I returned to Kishkinda and told my story. After due consideration, the ministers decided to crown me king. One day, after a fairly long gap, Vali returned. He was furious when he saw that I had been crowned. He spoke very harshly to me and accused me of having contrived a plot to oust him from his heritage. I spoke very sweetly to him and told him the whole story and begged him to take back his rightful inheritance. He would not listen to anything I had to say. He hounded me out of the kingdom and kept my wife Rumi for himself. For many years I was a wandering mendicant. Eventually I took refuge on this mountain, which is the one place to which Vali can't come. Oh, Rama, I can never forget the pain and humiliation which my brother has caused me. So saying, Sugriva burst into tears. Rama comforted him and promised to kill Vali and get his kingdom back. 
But though he believed Rama, Sugriva had some doubts whether Rama could actually defeat Vali, for he knew his brother to be very powerful. Sugriva said, Vali is as strong as a thousand elephants. Just for sport he would pull down trees along the forest box as he went along. He would snap off a peak of a mountain and fling it far away into the ocean. Come, I will show you the huge skeleton of the Asura Dundubi, which is lying not far from here. So saying, Sugriva took Rama to the skeleton. He also showed him seven huge Palmyra trees, which Vali used to shake simultaneously as a joke and denude them of their leaves. Lakshmana was amused at this description of Vali's powers. He realized that Sugriva doubted if Rama could conquer Vali. He said to Sugriva, I see that you have doubts about Rama's prowess. Tell me what he can do to banish your doubts and restore your faith in him. Sugriva hung his head in shame. Palakshmana had correctly gauged his fears. Please do not misunderstand me, he said. My fear of Vali is so great that I find it difficult to accept that someone so slim and handsome as Rama can beat him. See those trees? Vali could pierce each tree with one arrow. Can Rama do that? And will he be able to live up, lift up the skeleton of Dundubi with one foot and fling it to a distance of a hundred lengths? If he can do these two tasks, my mind would be at rest. Turning to Rama, he said, Please do not think I am trying to test you or that I am trying to insult you by asking you to display your ability. But I do not want you to meet Vali until I am sure that you can beat him. Rama smiled reassuringly at him and said, Your doubts are quite understandable. I'll try to convince you. So saying, he walked up to the skeleton and lifting it with his foot, he flung it about ten miles off. Sugriva was impressed, but he still wavered. When Vali threw the body of Dundabi, it was much heavier, covered as it was with flesh and blood. If you can pierce at least one of those trees with a single arrow, I will be convinced. Rama smiled and fixing an arrow on his bow, he shot it. The arrow spread, spread like a golden streak and pierced all seven trees and fell to the earth along with the trees, which were all split into two by Rama's arrow. All five monkeys were jubilant when they saw this feat and jumped up and down with excitement. Sugriva's doubts had been cleared and he rushed and embraced Rama and begged his pardon for having doubted him. Let us go immediately to Kishkinda and kill Vali, he said with great excitement. Rama agreed, but he asked Sugriva to go first and challenge Vali for a duel. He promised to conceal himself and kill him when the opportunity arose. Thus ends the first canto called the famous encounter of the Kishkinda Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of the sage Vasmigi. Hari Om Rama asks, O Holy One, please describe the Lord. Asishta replies, That intelligence in which the universe of names and forms ceases is the Lord. He is the emptiness in which the universe appears to exist. In him there is no subject-object relationship. In him consciousness stands still like a mountain. From the Yoga Vasishta.